Hey everybody, this is Chris. Welcome to Renewing the Center. It is great to have you with us. I, Before we get into today's topic, I want to make a, a small confession. If you are listening to our podcast episodes sequentially, the one from yesterday was um, not the correct lectionary reading. The lectionary was inviting us to look at Psalm 65, and inadvertently I wrote a talk on Psalm 54. <laughs> so once I realized it, I decided to publish it anyway, because I really love the imagery in Psalm 54. So, hey, none of us are perfect, right? And uh, yet the Word of God is beautiful and powerful and full of life for us. So I trust that that one was edifying to you regardless. So today we're going to do something a little out of the ordinary, and there's a little risk in this because you, many of you don't listen to the episode on the day of its publishing. Uh, if you do, then you're right on the money. Today uh, is the 14th of February, which is Valentine's Day, but it also this year happens to be Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Lenten season. So what I'm going to do for the next few moments is just uh, reflect a little bit on Ash Wednesday and Lent in particular. Uh, some of you, maybe many of you, don't worship in the Anglican tradition uh, maybe you've not. Um, you, maybe you only know a little bit about the idea of, of Ash Wednesday and Lent. Um, so, what we're going to do is just reflect on that for a little bit, because we are today uh, on the date of the publishing of this podcast episode. We are beginning uh, Lent, which is a forty-day period of wilderness wandering. The season of Lent is actually forty-six days, because. Every Sunday during the Lenten season is in and of itself a miniature feast. It's a break from Lent. And so Lent, while being 40 days, actually extends to 46 in the uh, calendar uh, because Sundays are always a feast day. Uh, we always celebrate the resurrection on Sunday. That being said, uh, Ash Wednesday, Christians will gather all over the world and certainly at Trinity will gather three times at our church. And all who are willing will receive the imposition of an ashen cross on their forehead, and they will be told, from dust you come and to dust you shall return. Essentially, we tell you that you're going to die on Ash Wednesday. I love the imagery because we live in a world that is preoccupied with avoiding death. We spend, I don't know, like, the vast majority of our healthcare money in the last year of life trying to stave off the inevitable. We don't love to think about decline or mortality. And in the wisdom of God, the church intentionally thought about death during this season of Lent, the season that leads us up to Easter. So Easter is a season of feasting. It's 50 days versus 40. It's about life versus death. But before we get there, and candidly, if we're ever going to really truly embody the spirit of feasting, we have to actually be willing to embody the spirit of fasting. We, If we're going to pull our belts out, we have to be willing to tuck them in from time to time. I, I actually think that we in the West tend to live in a kind of perpetual feast. And, and perpetual feasting is actually not feasting, it's gluttony. Lent is a corrective. Uh, Jesus, we're told, entered the wilderness after his baptism and was alone and tempted for 40 days. We're told that the Israelites uh, wandered for 40 years. Um, we in the season of Lent mirror those, we image those ideas of wilderness wandering, of temptation, 
focusing on our sin, our mortality. Next to me in my office, I have a patinaed um, metal skull that reminds me of my own death. During the Lenten season, I'll bring that skull with me and put it on the lectern while I preach sermons to our church to remind us visually of death, that death is coming. The imposition of the, of the ash is really important. When I was brand new to this whole thing, so our church did not uh, plant as an Anglican church. We were actually in the Vineyard Association of Churches. We only became Anglican a few years into the life of our church. I remember the first time we decided to do an Ash Wednesday service. I thought, well, where do you get ashes? So I went out into the fire pit in my backyard and I dug up some ashes and thought, well, that's good enough. And two thirds of the way through the service, um, my forehead, which had an ashen cross on it, began to burn, and I realized there were probably chemicals in some pressure-treated wood or something like that that had been burned in the outdoor fire pit and that we were now putting rashes on people's foreheads. <laughs> and so I did some learning and a little bit of digging and realized that the ashes for Ash Wednesday come from the burned palm branches from the previous year's Palm Sunday. And there's something really powerful about that. Remember that story where Jesus in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, you know, is being greeted by, by welcoming throngs of people, the waving palm branches and laying their coats down in the road. The very celebratory adoration uh, tools of that uh, began to be burned and then serve as the mark of the ash um, the following year. The very fickle nature of the crowds. I think the ash reminds me of that, that we can be up one moment and down the next. We can be with Jesus one moment and against him the next, that life can go really well in one moment and it can seem to go south in the next. Ash also represents that which once was but is no more, uh, that which is now useless, burned out, wasted, quote unquote, good for nothing. Ash is also an emblem of grief and mourning and loss. People would put ash on their heads when they were in mourning. And so when we receive the imposition of ash, we're identifying with Jesus, a man who is, as the prophet Isaiah said, familiar with suffering and acquainted with sorrow, grief, loss. I want to invite you this Lenten season to follow Jesus into the wilderness. I want to invite you to Focus on your mortality to quiet your heart and eat a little less and pray a little more. A season of feasting is coming, but not now, not yet, not yet. We need to learn how to walk into the wilderness. Whenever I think about walking into the wilderness, following Jesus into the wilderness, my mind goes to a passage of scripture in Hosea 2, where the Lord says of Israel, and I think by extension, he says this to us from time to time. He says, therefore, I will allure her and lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her back her vineyards. I believe that it's only when we're willing to be allured and led into the wilderness, into some lonely places, some desolate places, some quiet places. Yes, but not all, all that settling. Sometimes quiet can be somewhat unsettling. When I begin to strip away the stimulation that distracts me, that pulls me in a million directions, that's good for me and it's unsettling to me. Lent is meant to be good for you and somewhat unsettling. When we do that, I believe that that's where the Lord meets us. I believe he restores us. He, I think he actually brings back a sense of fruitfulness. He restores our vineyards to us. He gives us back that sense of fruit bearing. So join me. 
let's walk into the woods together. Maybe during the Lenten season, you actually could intentionally do that. Find ways to walk into actual woods, to be in places where you are quiet and alone and looking to God for your nourishment. Stripping some of the stimulus away. I would encourage you to, to figure out what you would fast. And don't be legalistic about this. Don't, don't be weird about it. I think the goal with fasting during the Lenten season, some people give up food of certain kinds or alcohol or certain media, certain stimulus. The goal is this, to remove the distracting stimulus, the things that we grow dependent upon. And they can and oftentimes are really good things so that we become more aware of our vulnerability, our neediness, our dependency upon God. See, I am just like you. We look to all sorts of things to satisfy us. Well, during Lent, we pull some of those good things away to recognize that we're needy, we're dependent. So I pray that you would get in touch with your neediness this Lenten season. And I pray that as you hear those words, from dust you came into dust you shall return, that you would recognize that your life is fragile, but it is held in the hands of God. God bless you. Go in peace. We'll see you soon.